Hey, it's Teresa. Welcome to Disruptors, the 10-minute take, where we dive into the latest innovation, tech, and economic buzz. For this week's take, we're talking about Canada's housing market, which is starting to cool down after a two-year pandemic-driven surge. The recent Canadian Real Estate Association, or CREA, report showed that tides may be shifting in buyers' favor. So what should aspiring first-time homeowners, like myself, know if they're looking to break into the market? And what should sellers be aware of in this changing landscape? To help us better understand how the chaos of the last two years is settling and what's likely to come is Robert Hogg, Assistant Chief Economist at RBC Economics. He's just released his latest monthly report, Canada's Housing Market Taps on the Brakes as Interest Rates Rise. Robert, welcome to the 10-Minute Take. Hello, Teresa. After the frenzied last couple of years, we're seeing rising interest rates, predictably, finally cooling demand for housing. And I'm seeing the phrase buyer's market being bandied about across so many different headlines and news outlets. But you've been a keen observer of the housing landscape for years now. How would you actually describe what's going on, especially compared to last year and before the pandemic. What's the full picture here? Right. We're starting from a, uh, well, from a starting point where, you know, the market was in a frenzy. I mean, the last, since the summer of 2020, we've seen record months after record months in terms of home resale activity. So the starting point was extremely strong. Now, should we be talking about a buyer's market? I think it's it's a little premature at this point. Will it become a buyer's market? It, it could well be. Now, that being said, if the market were to become a buyer's market, would that mean that buyers are finally like yourself? (laughs) We'll see great opportunities out there. And the thing to keep in mind is that we are, as you pointed out, at a time when interest rates are rising, mortgage rates are rising, especially variable rates now are rising, which means from a buyer perspective, prices may kind of stabilize, maybe decline in some markets to a certain degree. But it's going to get tougher because borrowing costs are moving up. Now, whether a buyer's market will represent relief at last for a generation of buyers now, I'm not so sure. But uh, one thing is getting clearer and clearer, though, is that those spiking prices that we've seen, especially over the last 12 months, are on the way to stabilizing in most of Canada. Uh, And in fact, and as you pointed out, the latest uh, crop of numbers for the, the month of April is that we're starting to see some some declines on a month-over-month basis. And the odds are they're likely to decline a little bit more. So I think in a way, you know, we're leaving this frenzied market to a new phase of this cycle, which hopefully will you know, bring a little bit kind of a cooler set of conditions, kind of a, a less of a fear of missing out, hopefully, so that the, the, the market will come a little bit calmer. But don't expect you know, affordability suddenly to, to be right in front of us. I think the affordability will continue to be a major challenge. Right. And, and I mean, affordability was also a driving factor for many of my friends and peers deciding to move to sleepier markets during the pandemic. Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Alberta. It's the exodus out of the big cities that RBC Economics has covered in depth. So with that in mind, as you look across the country, where are you seeing the most interesting trends or conditions and what's surprising you? Right, right, right. And it's an excellent point. When we're looking at the numbers for April, for example, you know, we saw Halifax, for example, still seeing huge price increases on a month-over-month basis. There's still tremendous pressure on that market. And 
And, and a big part of that story is exactly what you described. You've got some very hot market over the past year where buyers were being priced out. And, and with the pandemic and work from home, opening new frontiers, we saw some significant movement towards other markets, no exerts of, of in, in Toronto or even cottage country, but we saw also a significant movement towards the Atlantic region where the locals are being a little put off because they're seeing this, this wave of Ontarians coming with the larger budgets. But that, that phenomenon is still ongoing as we speak. Along with interest rates leading to change of conditions, and, and I know that you mentioned that affordability still remains a challenge. It reminds me of an interesting term I came across in the latest career report, buyer fatigue. And it's not something that I've heard often. So can you explain to us what that means and, and how we're seeing it play out? No, we, we've been talking a lot about uh, the lack of supply out there, but there was a lack of supply uh, largely because demand was so incredibly strong over the last almost two years now. And and a big part of that, that I just mentioned a minute ago, the fear of missing out, but that that has driven a lot of activity. A lot of people kind of precipitated their decisions to uh, lock in lower rates or you know, to buy at a time before prices were have gone too high so, so that they were you know, basically being priced out of market. And, and so all these have led the way to tons of bidding wars, which were you know, very common in large markets like Toronto and Vancouver. But those bidding wars have spread out across the country so in many markets had never really never seen them before. And now this tremendous pressure and frustration on, on the part of many buyers has led to that buyer fatigue now. They're just like, okay, they're they're done with having to try to outbid the, the competition. And now with the higher mortgage rates, now it's making them more discouraged about entering those bidding wars. Um, and the, the odds are we're probably going to see fewer and fewer of them. And, and, for, and where there are bidding wars, we're probably going to see fewer participants. So it's all kind of part of this cooling on the demand side that uh, has uh, basically started the spring. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. My partner and I have been trying to break into the market for the last year and a half. And every time we feel like we hit our savings goal, the market just gets a little bit further out of reach. So we gave up. And uh, I think that fits the pattern with a lot of folks across Canada. So the, the federal budget came out just a little while ago and introducing a number of measures to improve affordability, including building more homes and ending blind bidding, among others. How did these policies stack up, particularly now as we're seeing the effects of, of higher rates on demand? What does this all mean for buyers? Right, right. And in our view, has been that individually those measures, I think we counted something like 29 measures, uh, housing-related measures in, in the federal budget. Now, some of them address the supply side, but uh, a number of them were targeting or, or trying to help you know, the, the affordability on, on the, for, for buyers. And the thing to keep in mind is uh, you know, uh, some of those measures uh, that were uh, proposed are not effective right now. And like a savings uh, account for uh, first-time home buyers, uh, now, the government is talking 2023, uh, and, and it's a sort of program that will probably have an, an impact over the, the longer term. So our, our view is that individually, they're, they're probably not likely to, to, to move the needle that much in terms of, uh, of affordability or trying to cool the market uh, down. Uh, but in aggregate, overall, it could make an impression on, uh, on buyers. But that being said, the bigger factor in the market right now is higher interest rates. Those interest rates are rising not only fast, but a lot, especially on the variable mortgage side. 
so in our view, this is the game changer. Uh, the, the policy changes and those uh, programs and, and proposed measures will probably contribute to a, a, some extent, maybe at the margin, but the big, the big one is uh, higher rates. And this is, in our view, that's leading to that turning point that we're experiencing now in the market. I'm hoping to turn over now to the other side of the transaction and looking at sellers. How, how are they faring right now and what do you think they should be thinking about? I think they have to uh, accept and realize that the market is turning. There's a lot of expectations on the part of certain buyers that now they saw the, the, the neighbors uh, down the street selling their house for one point something million. And they're expecting by putting the market up for sale now that it would fetch the same price. Whereas in most of the country, they're not going to get bids for the prices that prevailed just a few months ago. So uh, maybe the strategies has to be revised. We're seeing more and more realtors advising their clients, no, no, don't set things up for a bidding warrant and that's not set an asking price that's a little bit higher. So I think that they have to be to accept the new realities, to be more flexible, also to realize that they may not sell their home in, in hours. It may take a little bit of time and, you know, just a, a bit of dose of reality when you look back in, in the history of the housing market. I mean, you don't have to go that far back. In most markets, it took like weeks and weeks to sell a home and not days. So I think they'll have to adjust to this uh, new reality. And a new reality, it definitely is. Thank you for joining us today, Robert. I really appreciate your time. It's been my pleasure. And that's a wrap for this week's 10-Minute Take. I'm Teresa Doe. Join us next time as we explore innovation and how businesses and governments may have been thinking about it all wrong. We'll chat with a globally known expert who recently wrote a book on the subject, as well as a winner of this year's Governor General Innovation Awards. Talk to you soon. Disruptors, the 10-Minute Take is created by the RBC Thought Leadership Group and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. It's produced and recorded by JAR Audio. For more Disruptors content, like or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit rbc.com disruptors.